You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. We have a good chance here that we might have had a major bottom in gold. And a lot of people don't realize that. Unlike Bitcoin, gold topped out in August. It pulled back for eight months. And I've been saying from the time of the pullback, it needs more to do, it needs more to do. Then I worked out the calculation saying, hey, gold is going to go to 1700. I think even on your program, I said GDX would go to 31. And those have been two of my best trades so far. Thanks for tuning into Mining Stock Education. I'm Bill Powers. In today's episode, we're going to be touching base with our friend Nick Santiago of InTheMoneyStocks.com. Nick, welcome back onto the show. And you have said this year is a one year. You studied WD GAN, and the one year he says is always a down year and a volatile year. So you predicted volatility as the number one trade. We're almost to the end of April. And if I pull up any of the volatility ETFs and I invested on January 1 till now, I would have lost a lot of money. So are you still confident in this volatility trade? I am still confident in it. But in fact, um, I've been in the trade. I made money in late January on a pretty sharp five-day decline. Uh, then we went up into mid-February in the S&P 500 and the market tumbled there as well. Um, and then we went up one more time. And that's how rolling tops are made. They're a process. Uh, unlike a bottom where you get a high volume move and then the market gives you what we call a V bottom. When you're trying to top out, it gives you what we call a rounded top. So it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes. Sometimes it works perfectly. But we saw a pretty good decline occur right around March 25th, March 26th in the S&P 500. I personally thought it was the start of a major decline to come. And basically on the 25th of March, the markets reversed higher. And on the 26th, the markets looked like they were going to roll over. And late in the day, we had a big power surge to the upside meaning the S&P 500 rallied higher, only to find out that weekend that a hedge fund went under named Archegos Capital, and uh, they were highly levered. A lot of stocks were involved in that portfolio. We don't know what kind of strategies they were doing or what they were doing, but I honestly believe the market was saved at that point in time by maybe the central banks, the PPT, or somebody. I try not to be a conspiracy theorist, but I'm a pretty good chartist. I'm a pretty good cycle person. And uh, that was quite something. If anybody goes back and looks at an intraday chart of the 26th of March and see how in the final 30 minutes, the market can rocket ship up like that on basically no news. And then Sunday night, we get the news about the Archegos hedge fund. So in all fairness, I'm wrong so far on volatility as of late. But I think we're setting up for a perfect blow off top and uh, the volatility trade will work once again. And I should point out that you don't just buy something on January 1st and hold it. You actually swing trade, trade in and out of what you think is the best trade. So can you tell us uh, on a percentage, have you made more money in the volatility trade or lost more this year thus far? No, I've, I've lost more money. I did really well in January and then I've lost. I got stopped out of it uh, two separate occasions on, on a swing trade. Um, but now I'm looking to put the trade back on but I'm going to let the market give me a little bit more of, of a clue when this is going to, going to work. So the other two times I was going off dates, the dates were working out perfectly. You know, it's not easy to say to your membership, hey, uh, February 16th, we're going to top out. March 24th, we're going to top out. But that's kind of what I do. I put my neck out there and I tell them, hey, these are the dates we're looking for. 
And these are the times where this market should dip, just like I did in late January. So I've done it over the years with a great degree of success. There are times when I'll get it wrong. This year, I call it the year of trading dangerously. This is not an easy year when I believe we're setting up to go into some kind of a bear market soon. And that's not an easy thing to call when you have central bankers around the world printing tons and tons of money, throwing it at into the system. So um, it's a bold call, but um, I believe as we get into the month of May, um, we'll start to look for a topping pattern. I still believe volatility is going to have a monster spike in 2021. And I think it'll happen probably on, on a couple more occasions. I don't think it's just going to be a one-trick pony where we're going to get it to happen one time this year. I think it's going to happen multiple times this year. And I also believe the markets are setting up for a major blow-off top. And uh, this is just how tops are made. This is why, why we call it a, ro a rolling top. And, you know, you don't get a V-top or, a, you know, some kind of a, a formation. You know, we can sometimes get M-tops, which is a double top, but they're rolling tops and they take a little bit of time to work out. But we see extreme euphoria. We see, uh, I, I see things that are so reminiscent from 2000, even 2007. Um, you know, you even have things now where you have these NFTs non-fungible tokens. Give me a break. Are you kidding me? This is what we're, we're dealing with now. Um, you know, so the writing's on the wall, secondaries galore, money printing all over the place. You know, I just hope that uh, this isn't the final, the final top. Silver One Resources is an exploration and development company backed by strategic investors Eric Sprott and SSR Mining. At Silver One's Candelaria Mine Project in Nevada, there is already a historic resource estimated at 127 million ounces of silver, which Silver One is developing and advancing. The company's Phoenix Silver Project, located within the Arizona Silver Belt, is an early-stage exploration project on which native silver vein fragments have been discovered near surface. One grab sample assayed an astounding 14,688 ounces per ton. Yes, that's right, ounces, not grams. Silver One has tremendous exploration potential, is extremely leveraged to the price of silver, and is cashed up and poised to increase shareholder value. Silver One trades in New York under the ticker SLVRF and in Toronto under the ticker SVE. To learn more, go to silverone.com. That's silverone.com. Bitcoin has taken some of the luster away from gold. We focus on the gold equities. I think that's drawn some. Uh, in fact, I know it has in the comment section on the YouTube. People that for have commented on my channel for years that are bullish miners. One guy said, I sold all my miners. I'm in Bitcoin. You know, it's the place to be for the future. What kind of feedback have you gotten from the traders that subscribe to your service? And how have you advised them to trade the cryptocurrency sector, if at all? Yeah, well, I don't I don't trade cryptos personally, but my partner does. And um, I think the cryptos have gone parabolic. We saw Bitcoin go to 65,000. I put a warning shot out there for all of them. I did it every day. Um, um, I do a def another podcast with Kerry Lutz and I tell them every day this is parabolic. This is on borrowed time. I said the first move down would be to 49,000. It's pretty much where we are now. And uh, if we break this level going down to 40,000 and then you can go a lot lower. Uh, the problem with Bitcoin, as you know, is that everybody loves it now, but what do they really produce? You can't hold it. It's not tangible. So it's the, I find it ironic too, that it tops out right as Coinbase becomes a publicly traded company. Coinbase, which is a broker of cryptocurrency, cryptocurrencies are, are supposed to be established to cut out the middleman. 
basically the bank, yet you have Coinbase going public and it's going to be traded in U.S. dollars, where cryptocurrency is basically the anti-fiat currency uh, tool, the anti-dollar tool, but yet Coinbase is traded in dollars as a new IPO. And uh, that's been a flop too. So um, I would be very, very careful with the cryptos. You know, I love gold. I thought gold would go to 1700. It did a back test. We got a W pattern in gold. And it just went basically up to almost 1800 yesterday in gold futures. And now it's backing off a little bit, which it needs to do because we're into resistance. But I think you own gold. I, I go gold. gold I, I mean, I read the Bible every day. Gold is in the Bible from the, from the very first, uh, very first book. And it's going to be in there till the very end. Garden of Eden to the streets of gold. That's right. Okay. So Nick, um, on the gold trade, I believe last time you said you were in the gold equities via call options. Is that correct? And is that still yeah, the trade I, you're making? I still am in them. And I also own the GDX, which is the gold miners play. And I own them outright. And any silver miners or just strictly the gold ETF? No, I don't have the silver miners at this time, but they've done very well. So, you know, I think the trade is kind of synonymous. They, they're both pretty much the same play. Um, I just like the gold miners chart a little bit better. That has an inverse head and shoulders, tells us the GDX is going to go to 38. I bought it in at 31 and change. Um, we're up about 16, 17% on that play and I'm letting it run. And what I've been actually doing, I've been raising my target on the uh, gold miners play. So right now my target is for $38. If I see it get up there and it looks good, I'm going to raise it up to 40 and I'm just going to put a trailing stop underneath and let it go. But I mean, we have a good chance here that we might have had a major bottom in gold. And a lot of people don't realize that. Unlike Bitcoin, gold topped out in August. It pulled back for eight months. And I've been saying from the time of the pullback, it needs more to do. It needs more to do. Then I worked out the calculation saying, hey, gold is going to go to 1700. I think even on your program, I said GDX would go to 31. And those have been two of my best trades so far. And what's your best trade in the last month, would you say, if you, as you look back? GDX over by far. GDX. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. And um, how have you advised your subs or what when you're doing your sessions, because you offer sessions with your traders, what's the main question or feedback that they're giving you that they're concerned about? Well... When I do when I do my sessions, which I had one yesterday, um, I'll get a lot of questions about just about everything. So what I've noticed with a lot of my membership is they're still looking at a lot of the SPACs. They're still looking at a lot of things that rolled over. And I'm saying to them, hey, these things aren't in play anymore. That euphoria is gone. Now what's going up is the indexes. And the indexes are still making new highs. But once that's over, it's done. There's, there's nowhere else to go. Small caps have run. Micro caps have run. Secondaries in this market from corporations have been beyond prevalent. Some companies doing two, three secondaries in a single month. That's unheard of. Margin debt, all-time high. I mean, we got froth all over the walls here. And I'm telling them to be cautious. Let's play gold. Um, we've been in, we were recently in Walmart. We took a really nice gain on that. Now we're out of that. We're also setting up now getting into some uh, military defense companies. So, you know, I own the ITA right now. And that's another play that we're in because I think there's a lot of geopolitical events going on around the world 
You have Russia and the Ukraine. The U.S. is sticking its nose right in the middle of it. We have India and Pakistan. We have China and Taiwan. I mean, there's a lot of uh, potential military conflict that can erupt at any moment. So I think uh, that might be a place where you could also look to get involved in. Uh, I like Raytheon a lot right now. I just took a nice winner in call options on that. But they have earnings coming up. So I'll wait until the earnings are passed before reestablishing a position in that trade again. And the best sector or company to short, could you share that with us? There are a lot of areas um, where you can short. Um, recently, if you look at some of the stocks and you watch some of these charts like Stitch Fix, um, that's one that I had put options on recently that had a big sell-off. Chewy.com, you know, that's setting up for a, another leg lower. You got a lot of parabolic moves. In fact, I don't put options on Avis budget. I mean, you know, parabolic moves, I think you could buy put options on there. But shorting is a little bit tough right now because of the way the markets are reacting. So you got to really look at a very, very specific bearish pattern in order to short. So shorting has been a little bit tough, but I would rather see you play the downside with put options and just don't go far out of the money as far as a strike price is concerned and give yourself three, four months on the clock as far as an expiration. All right. You've been listening to our monthly check-in with Nick Santiago, 30 plus years of trading. Uh, I'm a mining stock speculator, but I like to get Nick's perspective overall, how he's trading the markets and his perspective on macro events as it helps me inform and make decisions for my mining stock speculating. Nick, really appreciate you coming on the show. We'll be touching base with you in 30 days. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.